0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We are thrilled you have joined us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. The body of Christ. Broken for you. Because you are worth it. The blood of Christ. Shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins, because God believed you were worth it. Welcome to New Hope Church. We are so glad you are here at the Durham Central Campus and at all of our campuses. We are just so thrilled to have you in the house today as we celebrate Holy Communion. Now, have you ever really thought about what we call it? It's It's called Holy Communion. Uh, We have a worship leader here at the central campus. Those of you elsewhere might not know this or watching online. His name is uh, Brian Fuller. We call him Pastor Fuller. And when he was first hired, I think it was about five years ago or so, he came and I was emailing him one day and I said, hey, we're going to have Holy Communion. And he said, Holy Communion? He goes, I've never heard it called that before. I, I just knew it as Communion. And so from that day on, when I talk to him about communion, he'll say, do you want holy communion or just communion? Which actually made me start to think this week about this question. Think about this as we get ready to go to the table today. What makes this holy? What makes what we are about to do today holy? In other words, is there such a thing as unholy communion? I mean, God makes it holy. God is here with us in our midst, amen? But we all know, don't we, that some of us can kind of just come to the table of the Lord and it not be very holy. It's why Paul would address this in 1 Corinthians 11. If you have your Bibles open, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I am going to be reading verses 17 through 29 first corinthians 11 17 through 29 the apostle paul was actually warning the church about how we could actually make this holy communion meal unholy in the following directives i have no praise for you for your meetings do more harm than good verse 18 in the first place i hear that when you come together as a church there are divisions among you and to some extent i believe it No no doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. So then when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. For when you are eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers. As a result, one person remains hungry and another person gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church by humiliating those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? Certainly not in this matter, the Apostle Paul says. Verse 23, For I received from the Lord that which was also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, he broke the bread, he gave thanks, and he said, This is my body, Which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Last few verses, watch this. So then... Whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Every one of you ought to examine yourselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. And there was a holy hush that fell over the house of God. What is it, I ask again, what is it that makes communion holy? You see, as I read this text, it actually, the word that kind of jumped off the page at me this week is the word hunger. The word what church? Hunger. Hunger. Notice how Paul says, hey, some of you are coming to the table of the Lord. You're hungry, so you're cutting in line. You're taking the elements. You're feeding your body. You're getting drunk. You're focused on the wrong things. You're focused on selfish motives. You haven't fed your belly at home. Don't you have homes to drink in? Paul started to talk to them about this word of hunger. Those of you who cook... Every one of us probably know what it's like to prepare a meal, even if it's a simple meal, right? And you go and you spend time and you're preparing a meal. We all know what it is like, don't we? When somebody comes to the table, usually it's a child, Junior or Johnny, or Sister or Sally. They come to the table after you've worked hard to prepare a meal, and they actually turn their nose up at it, or they push their food away, or they say, yup. And we all know how that makes us as parents feel. And Paul is basically saying God has gone to elaborate, elaborate means by which to prepare this sacred communion that can become holy. But you're coming with the wrong kind of hunger. If you're a note taker, you want to write this down. The hungry heart is what makes communion holy. The hungry heart is what makes communion holy, but it's not the kind of hunger that they came to the table with, and it might not be the kind of hunger that you come to the table with today. So let me just talk to you about two simple things, and we're going to move to the table today. Here's the first one. Communion becomes holy when we have a deep hunger for God. Hello. Like I said, God makes it holy. God's here. God's in the the breaking of the bread and the lifting of the cup, but We meet God and we experience Holy Communion when we have a deep, deep hunger for God. This hunger involves our total being. Here's my question for you today. Are you hungry for God or did you just kind of show up to play church? It's a question I've been asking myself today. It may be the hunger that you have as a desire for the assurance of forgiveness or a hunger for experiencing God's presence here today. It might be the hunger for experiencing authentic fellowship and communion with one another. No matter what the deep desire is that causes you to be hungry for God, this communion becomes holy when we come to the table of the Lord. Listen to me, church. With an inner emptiness... That cries out to be filled by God. That, that longs with an unbelievable yearning. That makes this simple breaking of bread and lifting of a cup to be holy communion. Someone has said that our model for living today is more like Madonna. Madonna. The material girl, if you know what I mean, rather than Mother Teresa. In our country, have we not confused our wants with our needs? It was Mother Teresa who said this. She said, the spiritual poverty of the Western world is much greater than the physical poverty of third world people. You in the West, she's talking about you. She's talking about me, unless you're watching this online somewhere else in the world. You in the West have millions of people who suffer such terrible loneliness and emptiness. They feel unwanted and unloved. These people are not hungry in a physical sense, but they are in another way. They know they need something more than money, yet they don't know what it is. Here it is, church. What they are missing really is a living relationship with God. Are you hungry today for nothing less than God? If you are, you are the person that will take a simple receiving of a piece of bread and a cup of juice and it will become nothing less than a holy sacrament Today, Here's the second thing. Communion becomes holy. Communion becomes holy when we have a hunger for other people to know God. When we have a hunger for other people to know God. So what will, what will enable this sacrament today to be holy for you and holy for me is if I come to the table of the Lord with a deep-seated hunger for God and then a deep-seated hunger for other people to know God. Causes me to ask you this question. Do you do you desire for other people to know your Lord? Do you deeply desire for people that you live around, that you work with, that you might go to school with, do you desire that they would know God? If you open up your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 11, just take a left and go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, its it's the very first church This is after Jesus Christ was crucified, dead, buried. We're in the season of Lent right now. Do you know that? The color is purple and it's kind of a season of fasting, a season of longing. But we're about to move into a season of Easter when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and the victory that is ours and this this great news that God desires to have a living, breathing relationship with us. And as we get ready to move into that season, it's helpful to remember that right after the Gospels, in Acts chapter 1, this is what the Bible says, the message of Easter, the the resurrection, our desire for other people to know God. This is how the first church put it. I'm going to be reading verses 3b through 8 of Acts chapter 1. Listen in. Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, listen in church. It is not for you to know the times or the dates the father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my what? You'll be my what? You will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in where? Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the world communion becomes holy for you and you and you and you and me. It becomes holy when we have a deep hunger for other people to know God. Here's the problem. Way too many Christians today, they want to be a judge instead of a witness. You look at the church today and there's way too many Christians and all they want to do is be a judge when in reality God has called us to be a what? What? Witness, And so we're really just kind of gathering today around the table of God and we're getting ready for Easter. And I wanted to ask you as we get ready to receive, do you have a hunger for God today? And if you don't, if you're sitting there going, well, I'm not really sure. I was just kind of wondering if I I turned the crock pot on before I left the house. You can start praying right now. For God to give you a desire, a hunger for God. Here's the second thing. Do you have a hunger for other people to know God? Church, we're moving into the Easter season where people are looking for God. People are wondering where to go to church. People are hungry and God has put you in the paths of people so that you can be a what? Witness, not a judge a witness to extend an invitation for them to join you at church people are looking for a church at easter and so at all of our campuses today we actually have tables set up for every single one of you oh. <laughs> Ooh. Let me go ahead and tell you, it's not on the Daniel plan. (laughs) What's it called? It's not for you. It's not for you. I'm so excited about this. We have peeps at every campus. You know what you do with this box of peeps? You go invite your peeps. Love it. You go invite your peeps, man. There's a label right here that says some peeps for my peeps. We put the label on there for you. I love it. Come join us for Easter. It says this. We would love to have you join us at New Hope Church for one of our Easter celebrations. We are starting a brand new series titled, He Still Moves Stones. Every single one of you can be a witness and give somebody a box of peeps. Can you not? Can we make it any easier? Any more relevant? Any more cool than you going up to somebody and saying, hey man, we go to a great church. We know it's Easter. We wanted to invite you. And you just hand it to them. Take a box. Take two. Take five. Take ten. Just give them out. And don't you eat them. I'm serious. Raise your right hand. Swear to tell the truth, whole truth, nothing but truth. No, keep them up. I'm, I'm going with it. The Spirit is moving me. Dear Pastor Benji, at all of our campuses, let's do it again. Dear Pastor Benji, Benji, I promise promise before God God that I will not not eat those peeps peeps. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on now. Just give them to your peeps. It's how you're a witness. This is what makes communion holy. We have a hunger for God. But it doesn't stop with a selfish motive. It doesn't stop with me just getting my needs fixed. Me getting my sins forgiven. Me getting my place in heaven. No, 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 no. It doesn't stop until I have a deep hunger for other people to know God. So at every table, take your peeps We got extra mailers. These went out in the mail this week. To people all over our areas, take take some mailers. We got extra so that you can just hand them to people. He still moves stones on the back at all the campuses. They're customized for each campus. There's a map and there's a message. At every campus today, we're going to invite you to go outside and get Easter tickets. We just have to do it for crowd control. But you know what? These tickets are not just good for crowd control. You know what they're good for? Invest and invite. Come join us. We'd love to have you. You gonna get real cool. Grab a box of Peeps and a ticket. You gonna go next level. Grab a box of Peeps and a ticket and a mailer. <laughs> Very serious church. Heaven awaits. Eternal life with God or eternal separation from God waits in the balance. Do you have a hunger for people to know God? Because what you need to know about this sacrament, it's a gathering sacrament. Sure, we gather But if all we do is gather, we've missed half the gospel. We gather to receive the body and the blood of Christ, but then we scatter. We gather in worship every single week, but then we scatter to build these redemptive relationships with people who are far from God. And then we extend these invitations. It's not a lot of pressure. It's not a lot of hard questions. It's not a lot of, hey, if you died today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? No, 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 no. Just, hey, man, we have a great church. We'd love to have you join us. And this is the whole reason for the multi-site model. We've got all these campuses all over the Carolinas and even into Kenya now. And these campuses are there. Yes, they're there to enable us to gather and worship God, but they are there to enable us to scatter into those geographical areas and extend invitations so that people can know God. So I invite you this day, To the table of the Lord You are invited to come You are invited to check your heart God, I'm hungry for you And hey, I just want to keep it real here for a moment If you're not Hey, we've all been there It's so easy to just kind of grow hard-hearted It's so easy to kind of just start going through the motions Here's what I do when I get there God Break my heart Make my heart tender for you and for other people. And then I receive communion. Give me a hunger for you and a hunger for other people to know you. And then give me the courage, the boldness to not be a judge of people, but to be a witness for people and extend invitations. Because here's what happens. When you extend invitations, and I extend invitations, and 7,000 people who make up this movement now extend invitations, guess what happens? Your peeps come. Then you know what happens? The Spirit of God moves. Then you know what happens? Me or another teacher gets up here and we preach the gospel. And then you know what happens? Then we worship at all the campuses. And somewhere in the midst of all of that, the Spirit of God starts to move in a person's heart and in a person's life. And they surrender their life. They surrender their sins. They get grace of God, forgiveness of God, eternity with God. They know God all because of you extending an invitation. So today... Let's not be like the selfish Corinthian community. Let's come to this table. Yes, being fed. Amen? Yes, claiming the blood of Jesus. Amen? Yes, thinking about the cross and what he did there for us. And experiencing all of that unbelievable stuff that we love. But let us go from this campus or your campus. And let us build those relationships with people. And let us be a church full of witnesses. To the glory and the honor of Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this sacred meal in which you have given yourself to us, God. Would you be for us the body and the blood of of Christ, God, not so that we alone can experience this, but would you be for us the body and the blood that we might be for the world the body and the blood of Christ. God, we pray on the front end of this Easter season that your spirit would move. God, we pray that our celebrations would be fitting for a king who defeated death. But God, I've been praying and will continue to pray that these celebrations, these campuses, these ministries, and all of our departments, God, would actually also be for the world to know. God, we're praying on the front end of this season that New Hope Church would experience an unbelievable harvest for your kingdom. So God, I pray you give us holy boldness, courage to... Not just be an inviter, but to be a bringer. God, to hand out these resources that we've made available at all campuses, God, but then to give us the the spiritual discernment to know when to say, you know what, how about if I just pick you up? Or how about if I meet you at the front doors? Hey, how can I help you get there? And God, may when they come, they experience nothing less than Jesus Christ who we gather around this day and celebrate. The one who taught all of his disciples to pray together when they asked him, Hey, Lord, how do we pray? He said to the church then and he says to the church now, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Bible says to examine your heart. I pray you'll do that now. I'm going to turn it back over to the campus pastors at all of our locations. And they will lead you and instruct the ushers to bring out the elements at the right time. We're praying for you guys as you celebrate the body and the blood of Christ. We're going to invite our team out as well. Our ushers are going to come forward in just a moment. And they're going to hand out the elements to you. Sometimes we take it together, but today I'm going to invite you to sit there as long as you need to and and receive the body and blood of Christ when the Spirit moves. Whenever you feel right after you've examined your life and your heart and you've had time to pray to God, you might receive Christ. You might say, Lord, come into my life as I receive the body and the blood of Christ. You might say, Lord, come in. When you're done, there's a place to put your cup. Right in the chair in front of you, there's a little cup holder. Pastor Fuller will have a stand later. The table is prepared. And you are invited to come. Let us taste and see, as the psalmist says, that the Lord, He is what church? He is good. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at newhopenc.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org. And our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. We hope you'll join us next week. God bless and thank you for being a part of our church family.